Holy damn, y'all. This bitch is going to be pretty mellow. So let's dish some shit. It's been like... Ooh, okay, I checked. It was September 25th. So I'm going on almost... A month since my last episode here on Jackal Go On. To any of you that are regular listeners, I appreciate the hell out of you. I can't believe that potentially I've got regular listeners out there. So kudos and mega props to you. If I had a giveaway, y'all would be getting like extra chances in that lotto system. I don't have a giveaway though. If any of you want maybe a giveaway, please feel free to reach out on X at Boundless Jackal over on threads slash IG at jack.will.brew.it. Please reach out. Say hello. I have yet to have anybody say, hey, I listen to your podcast. That's not true. I've had one person that I know of make a comment that clearly implied they listened to my podcast and it was not a way that I would have wanted them to. Because details that I will discuss, not in a public forum. So what's been going on in my life since September 25th, which I believe was my last upload of this podcast? Things have been pretty uh, pretty calm, pretty chill, which is a welcome shift from where things were right around uh, like episode three, like just before episode three. I discussed last episode how there was some hellish events going on that I got to endure. Um, Very much so things have calmed from that week. And I cannot begin to express how thankful I am that they've mellowed out. So, it's just been clocking in, clocking out, trying to make the best of that not 40 hours chained to a paycheck. Um, Been playing some fantasy football and losing my ass off. Uh, It's been rough. It's it's so bad. The one league that I'm actually 5-1 in, I believe I've scored the least amount of points for. So that's like a mathematical improbability that I don't even want to calculate the odds for. <laughs> Not an actuary. I maybe considered the the route, but actuarial sciences got scared away from me thanks to an eighth grade teacher who will remain nameless. I had about three or four, maybe five eighth grade teachers, at least of the core subjects. My school district had related arts which were like elective classes that you couldn't elect into or out of you just had to rotate through them throughout the year for sixth seventh and eighth grade Uh, for any of you that maybe use a different numbering system for your public school grades sixth grade for me i was 12 when i started sixth grade which means i should have been i believe 15. no i would have been 14 coming out of eighth grade so I probably did this math wrong. Maybe I was 11 going into 6th. I would have been. I was 11 going into 6th grade. 14 coming out of 8th grade. Um, for some structures here in public school in the United States of America, uh, 9th grade signals your freshman year of high school to then kind of correlate to you know a freshman four-year cycle of college. So you got your typical freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. 
There are some structures here in the United States that do a three system high school and then like a two or three year junior high. I'm just not familiar with it because that's not what I lived through. I went through a middle school, high school. So it was middle school, six, seven, eight, high school, nine, 10, 11, 12. Ages discussed about a minute or two ago. Uh, we took the little guy, the little offspring, our young Casanova to a farm day extravaganza picnic play day fun day um, that was organized by his daycare. He seemed to have a lot of fun. He had found this, um, it wasn't a trampoline because it was way bigger than that. So picture sort of like a miniature football field or for any of you Actually, no, that works either way. Miniature, either a football field or a football pitch. Insert the correct spelling of football that you need to. So think of that kind of miniature and completely inflated, so about three to four foot high, and just, you know, I mean, the fans were running constantly because that was inflated. There was this giant inflatable slide that had to have been a good 30, 40 foot tall. Uh, what would that be in meters? Something like 10 to 12, 10 to 13 meters, something like that. So... It was a big slide. He actually went down at once. I was shocked. He he sometimes gets skittish with slides, but <laughs> he couldn't get up because you know he's two, so he couldn't climb the ladder. But we were there was somebody very nice to help him up the ladder side, and then he slid down the slide side of the slide. So he had a blast for that. We. Here at the house, held a paella tasting party while NFL Red Zone was playing. That was fun. Um, the missus mentioned that uh, after paella, possibly the next dish we will try might be Mongolian beef here. And then it was interesting, our one guest, uh, it's her cousin-in-law, I guess technically my in-law cousin-in-law, because it was it's through double marriage, <laughs> my wife's cousin's husband, so... Plan that one out in your family tree if you want to earn some bonus brownie points here. Or actually, bonus marshmallow points. That is the the digital coin used by the Jackal here, is marshmallow points. Um, he was, like, kind of talking to her about the Mongolian beef, and, like, my wife starts thinking, like, wait, maybe I'm calling this the wrong thing. Maybe this isn't actually Mongolian beef. Does it have a different name? Am I... Have I... I've, I've been putting it on menus back at when I was the head chef at a private school... As Mongolian beef, and no one ever called her out on it because she was the head chef. Who's going to call you out on that? And actually, I think she had inherited that dish anyway from her boss. So that's what she was told was Mongolian beef. No one ever calls the executive chef on their uh, titling choice of their menu dish. So she's going to make the uh, jackal form of Mongolian beef. So that is the Mongolian beef potentially that is served here in this house. Now, that's, that's even if we do another one of these uh, food taste testing parties while NFL Red Zone's playing. We've got another, so what, today starts week 17, so that should be about, what, like uh, 11 or 12 weeks remaining, 11 or 12 Sundays of regular season, which will have Red Zone. Playoffs, sadly, do not have Red Zone. I will be chained to commercials for the playoff run. Hopefully, I'll at least have a team that I can root for. Right now, it's tough. I 
I'm here from central Pennsylvania, so I could have gone east or west. I went west. I root for the black and gold. The Pittsburgh Steelers! They're 3-2. and two, So I can say that. It's a fact. You can't deny it. They are 3-2. and two. I, I don't care what maybe the team looks like. The record is 3-2. and two. The cold hard facts say... Kenny Pickett's one of like the 30th ranked quarterbacks in the league, but he's led us to three and two. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't want to start ranking the other positions. Our defense is pretty solid. Yeah, focus on the defense. Can, can we just, can we have maybe like defense A and defense B, and then defense B will just something like that. They'll be on the offensive side when we need to be on the offense, going up against. The opposing team's defense A. So we'll have defense A versus defense B. And I don't know. Maybe. May, maybe that'll just spark something and it'll act like, I don't know. I, I don't know the spark that's needed. But we're coming out of a bye week. Sorry, not we. The Pittsburgh Steelers are coming out of a bye week. Going to be playing the LA Rams. And I tell you what. If we get rammed. Down to a three and three record. That's going to be rough. Oh, it's going to be so rough. But at least three and three means that Mike Tomlin is on pace to match his career no losing record streak, which I think he already has like the record for most consecutive winless or winning record seasons. I could be wrong, but I think he's been the coach for like 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. And as long as he's been head coach, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not ended below 500. It's at least been 8-8 eight and eight or better. And I say 8-8, eight and eight, currently it is a 17-game season that NFL teams play. Prior to about two or three, maybe four seasons ago when that was instituted, there was only 17 weeks long with one bye week. So teams played a total of 16 games, thus an 8-8 eight and eight record was possible. In this new structure, you could go like 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, that would be a 500 record. You could go 7-7-3, seven, seven, which would be disgusting. An interesting trivia question. Has there ever been an NFL team record two ties in one season? I don't think there has been. I feel like I've only ever seen it be like X, Y, and 1. Never like X, Y, and 2. Because <laughs> teams just hate to tie. Because like a, for whatever reason, a tie is worse than a loss. I you know, this isn't hockey, folks. I, I, I've learned from a coworker that in hockey, a tie is at least okay-ish. You get, like, a point. You know, it's kind of like the participation trophy. Like, thanks for playing in the game. You tied. Here's your point. <laughs> Whereas, like, in NFL, ties just mean that the math gets really weird. It's like, well, bring in another mathematician. Pick a, you know, intern a guy. You know, who... <laughs> <laughs> Who's some potential prospects for sports analytics in between their winter and spring semester in college? Bring that guy in. He's going to figure, he or she's going to figure out who can make playoffs now that we've got all these ties. I mean, even one tie game, and if they are playoff bound, it just, it's totally wrecks the way the math works out. Because then you're looking at like, you don't have to just look at overall win-loss record. You have to like look at tiebreakers or... I don't know. I think it like comes down to like whose mother was born first after the full moon of the December schedule. It gets weird. <laughs> very, very weird. But anyway, I've been rambling on and on and on for, oh, going on about 12 minutes here. So 
Thanks to all of you who have made it to this point. Whether that's been out of just sheer spite to finish what you've started, or you've actually enjoyed it, I don't care. I'm glad that I, you have allowed me to go on and on and on. So if you've enjoyed this, please share this with your friends, share this with your family. Let them know that I will be happy to go on and on in their ear as well. And if you have begrudged and bemoaned every second that I've gone on and on and on and on and on, well, then it's simple. Send this to your worst enemy, to the person you can't stand, to the person that you want to make it look as if you've extended an olive branch until they get to this very ending and find out, wait, am I friend or foe? So that way I may go on and on and on and on and on and on and on in their ear. I'll leave it up to you. I don't care which way you share. I'm just happy for the share. If the podcast app that you're listening on allows you to give a like, please do that. If it allows you to comment, I have no idea if I'll see it, but you're more than happy to throw me a bone, send me some words. As I mentioned above, you can find me at Boundless Jackal over on X, better and formerly known as Twitter, at jack.will.brew.it on both IG and threads. Please do not look me up on Facebook. That is for friends and family only that I've met IRL or at least communicated with you numerous times over a digital format. And until next time, when the jackal goes on and on and on, go do something amazing already.